Aren't you glad that he's here tonight or this morning? God bless you. It's so good to be here in the house of the Lord. And what a wonderful weekend we have had. And listening to your pastor here as he's exhorting you and and seeing the the heart that you have for the Lord. Amen. I know if Brother Branham could look over the banisters of heaven and and could see the fruit of that ministry. I think that uh, his heart would be rejoicing here this morning. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated here this morning. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it has been a beautiful weekend. And it's not been because of your good old Louisiana weather, neither. Amen. And, um, but it's, uh, amen, just wonderful. Uh, the Saturday night, I, I tell you what, uh, you, you young people should give a big old hand clap for the uh, elders who put that on. How about it? Amen. Praise the Lord. And, um, and last night, it was just wonderful to set and to be a part of, of uh, the 50 years and to, and to go down memories lane with you all and to enjoy that. Amen. It was, it was just wonderful. It's nice having uh, my, my wife with me here today and, and uh, Sister Jessica. We call her Fresca. That's her, that's her Cherokee name. Praise the Lord. And, uh, but we're glad to have her here today. And, um, and we're also glad to have Brother Joshua and Sister Loretta. That's my son and daughter-in-law. And appreciate them traveling with us. Amen. And I wonder if Brother Josh would come up and help me sing a, 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 a song. And uh, hallelujah. Amen. I've got a note not noting right Praise the Lord. I think we can do that. There's a song I wrote uh, uh, years ago, and I I was trying to think of that this morning. And Amen. Um, we'll just try it on you. <clears throat> Are you hurting? Deep inside All you know Is to cry You want the pain to subside Cause you know You just can't hide The frown that is upon your face the heart that's broken too From the one that you know loves you most The one who died for you He'll heal the broken heart Mend the pieces back 
glad for that? Hallelujah. Oh, he's the heart mender this morning. Aren't you glad that he's still the heart mender? 
He's still the one who controls all of the waves. Amen. All of the emotions. God is still our God. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. One more song. Amen. We're um, uh, sometimes I feel like running away. Temptation tries to lead me straight. I call upon the Lord when old Satan's at my door, and he drives all my sorrows away. You can talk and try to get down There ain't nothing you should turn me around I've tasted that milk and honey's flow And I ain't giving it up I ain't letting go I'm gonna stand my ground I'm gonna fight till I die Ain't it giving in Though I sit down and cry I'm a soldier fulfilling The orders of the law Ain't it giving in Ain't a plan to die Sometimes I feel like running away Don't you? Temptation tries to win the spring But I call upon the law when old Satan's at my door And he drives all my sorrows all away Well, you can talk and try to get down There ain't nothing you should turn me around I've tasted that milk and honey's flow Hallelujah! And I ain't giving it up Ain't letting go Amen. No giving in, no turning around. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Do you love him here this morning? Amen. It's um, so wonderful to serve the Lord. And again, we're, we're just so delighted uh, to be here and uh, how we love your pastor. And uh, we appreciate uh, the work of the Lord that he's doing right here in Louisiana. Praise the Lord. Let's look here in the book of Luke, the fourth chapter. And um, my, my thoughts have, have been uh, changed on me a little bit. And so, but I feel to go this direction. And, um, and so I've learned a long time ago, we just want to follow the leadership of the Lord. Amen. And um, amen. We're, we know that God's He's the, um, he's the captain of, of this old ship of Zion. Praise the Lord. Let's look here at, at, at Luke, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse. 
And it says he come to Nazareth when he had been brought up, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you today for the many blessings that we have in you and the wonderful presence of the Lord that we have felt. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be here in a, in a wonderful way as we minister your word and that, Lord, your presence would just continue throughout the service and Lord, I, I, as I was watching last night and I seen the elders and I seen their pastor and I couldn't help but think of David's mighty men. And Lord, I got some gray coming in their hair and Lord, maybe their shoulders are a little stooped here this morning. But Lord... I'm just praying that you will bless them abundantly for their stand these last 50 years here in Louisiana. I pray, Lord, that you would give a vision to these young men and young women. And may the glory of the Lord forever be right here at evening light. Oh, God, we love you with all of our heart. Now, help us this morning, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can the church say amen? amen? And amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. We, um, we're so thankful to the Lord for all of the blessings. And I'd like to say that it was, a, it was an honor for me to speak to you young people the other night. And, and um, amen. Uh, your attentiveness and and I, I think, um, amen, we've got the cream of the crop. Amen. This message has produced some wonderful young people. And, um, and it, it comes because there's been some wonderful elders. Amen. There's been some men and, and women who are willing to lay down their, their life for a cause and to put their uh, shoulder to the wheel to see the gospel of Jesus Christ go on, and and they've 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 done, Amen. A uh, they, they they've done burnt the bridges behind them, and they've got one thing in front of them, and that's the cross of Jesus Christ. And and I I think that's it's a it, it's a wonderful thing because the cross will never you you'll never outgrow the cross. You'll never go beyond the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not a, a one-time fix-all. It's a, amen, you, you've, you've got to come back to the, to the cross and you've got to be bathed over and over again. 
Amen. I, I, I'm not one that, that believes it's a one-time trip to the altar. And Amen. Someone was sort of getting on to me here. Amen. Um, sometime back and saying, you know, amen. I couldn't believe you had people around the altar. Amen. And, and some of them were, were elders in your church. I said, amen. Don't you have to take a bath occasionally? And sometimes coming back to the altar, it, it doesn't mean that your back's lit. It doesn't mean that you're, amen, that you've lost touch with God. It, it means you want to refill it. It means you want the power of God to remain in your life. I, I want to tell you the prophet was not against you getting a bath. The prophet was not against the blood of Jesus Christ. And the prophet was not uh, against you coming to an altar. Amen. And getting renewed. I think sometimes we need to raise an old-fashioned altar in our hearts. Oh, can you say amen? Amen. And I was thinking here this morning, amen, what a, what a time, what a, amen, the 50 years here in Louisiana, amen, for, for the church to come back and say, God, I need a renewing of your spirit. Amen. I, I, I need a renewing. I, amen, like the old legal, amen, coming back and saying, God, here I am. I, amen, I, I, I want to, I want to refill of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want a zeal like I used to have a zeal. Well, come on, somebody. Amen. I want to feel your presence in my prayer like I used to have your presence. Amen. I want my songs to be anointed. I want my prayer to be anointed. I want everything about me to be anointed. Amen. What you're needing is the presence of the Lord Jesus through the power of his blood. Amen. You'll never outgrow the blood. Amen. You, you, you need blood. And, and if you're low on blood, you become anemic. Amen. And when you become anemic, amen, you, you become deformed. You don't have what it takes to, amen, to fulfill what you want to do. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. I've seen those that have been, amen, uh, uh, anemic. And, amen. They're, they're, they're sluggish. They don't have the, the energy. They don't have the, amen. I, my, my mama this last year, amen, she was going through struggles in her body. Amen. She was, she was losing blood. And, amen. She didn't, she didn't get up and walk around like she used to. She was, amen, just so tired and foggy headed. Hallelujah. But you know what? You can go back to Calvary for another blood transfusion. You can come back and say, God, I need some more of your blood. I need some more. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You will never outgrow the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. It was the blood that saved you. Amen. It was the blood that, amen, brought you back to God. Aren't you glad for redemption? Amen. Oh, yes. When, amen, there was no way for Adam and Eve to return. And there was no way for you to return. Amen. It was outside your capacity. There was nothing within you. Amen. That could ever restore you back to God. Hey, oh, hallelujah. A man will never pull himself up by his bootstraps. No matter your knowledge, no matter your revelation, no matter your experience, amen, you still need God in every day of your life. 
Oh, can you say amen? Amen. Adam and Eve was there. Amen. Of course, God gave a law. Amen. The law was unattainable. They said, we'll obey it and we'll live by it. But they didn't have what it took. Amen. But I, I want to tell you, there was a blood that was shed that, that, that bridged man and God back together again. Amen. Amen. It was the power of transformation. Amen. Now there's a difference in transformation and deformation. Amen. The transformation is the power of God. It's the Amen. It, it's, it was, you know, the earth was without form and it was void. Amen. It was, it was empty and it was dark. But God moved over the face of the deep by his spirit and he brought order to chaos. Well, praise the Lord. He brought order to chaos. Can you say amen? Amen. And I, I, I look there at the transformation that was made and amen in the in the garden on the sixth day we find that God looked around and he said it was very good amen and, and, and we seen that Satan come with his deforming power and amen and, 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 and since he can't create amen he deforms what God has started Amen. I, I want, I'm going to talk to you for a few moments here this morning. Because if we're not careful, Satan will deform what God has started in your life. Hey, well, praise the Lord. Amen. And we see that Brother Branham says now, amen, there is no ability to commune with God. There's, amen, the, the soul's eye has, has become dim and closed. The sin nature is now reigning. Amen, the supernatural is gone. And, and yesterday is but a haze. Yesterday's blessings were just a haze. Brother Branham says God gave power to deform or to transform. And I'm going to call this fella with the power not to create again. He had the power to deform, not transform, but to deform. Amen. Now anything deformed is taken from its original state. And there is something that's going wrong with it. Some years ago on patrol going up through the cornfields, I, I would think of there was a limb that had blown off over of a tree and fell over on a stalk of corn. And the stock was trying its best to get up and straight like it was supposed to be. It was deformed because there was something that had happened. The stick was laying over it. And then we find a wild creeper in the field, which many of you men here, many, maybe some of you women, if you come from Kentucky, amen, the, the woman uses the hole there just the same as the man. And get out in the field and there with a hole and we, we call the old gooseneck hole amen to chop the creepers out for if you didn't get those creepers out where the corn was in a row like this then the creeper would reach over and grab a hold of that corn and wrap itself around it gradually so easy so slyly amen that you would hardly tell it was a wrapping amen and finally it gets stronger and stronger and it pulls that corn until it is deformed 
storm that pulls against itself and wraps it around its own vine, deforming it from what it was to something else. Yet it's corn, but it's deformed corn. Are y'all hearing me today? Amen. We are still in the image of God, but some are so deformed as sons of God that they walk contrary to his word and his way. Amen. That he had us to provide it for us to walk. Say, Amen. Setting something. The world twists us out of the way to pull us close to itself. Away from the straight and narrow strip that he planted us in to be sons and daughters of God. Sin has done this evil thing to the sons and daughters of God. It's the deformer. Amen. He says, I know it seems rather strange to speak of it in this way. To deform, to pervert, to be changed over from something different. Amen. Deformed is the same thing. Amen. Is brought over and deformed and made another way. Amen. But aren't you glad that God provided the remedy for you? Amen. I, I just want to tell you. Amen. We found every one of us found ourselves in the deformed state. We all found ourselves. Amen. A, a seeking after. Amen. Longing to be free. Longing. Amen. But God had a remedy. And the remedy was his blood. Amen. When he saved you in the beginning, it was the blood. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. It's not for you kids being raised in a, in a message home. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that has made you what you are today. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. But I say this morning, God had a fix. Amen. God had a virgin born son's blood. And that virgin born son's blood, it, it took you back all the way to the beginning. And now there's a fellowship between you and God. Amen. Some of your praise may be deformed. Maybe some of you, your family life is deformed. Amen. Maybe your outlook this morning is deformed. But there is a blood here this morning that can bring you back. Hallelujah. God's fit. Amen. Was not a lecture. God's fix was not, y'all come back over here and let's talk about this. Amen, you better get your act together. God's fix was the blood. It was the blood. There was something about that blood. Amen, that was going to provide. There was something about the life of that lamb that was going to come back and reunite man back to God again. Oh, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The blood is where God meets the believer. The blood is where God stands to the accuser and says, that one is mine. You were slave. You were under the sin and death. Amen. There was nothing in your power to resist. Can you say amen? But God, the word, took on flesh. Hebrews 2 and 14. It says, for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, he might destroy him 
that have the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the, the seed of Abraham. Wherefore it is in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. What well, can you say, man? Amen. This was what God was doing. His desire is not to make a church member, but his desire was to bring us back to where Adam and Eve fell from. Now, I think many a times we're sitting in churches. Hey man, maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you've got your tie and your suit and Hey man, you girls are beautiful in your dresses and hey man, you got a smile on your face. But many a times, Satan is there, the deformer. Listen to me, the deformer is still there to take away what God has given you. Now y'all hear me now? Hey man, Satan is always there present. You know, you realize, hey man, as, as, throughout the years as I have been ministering and amen and, and the word has has come and amen I, there's one thing that i have noticed is there have been a lot of wounded spirits sitting in the churches but yet they're wounded sitting in the pews amen raising their hands up but yet their hearts have been wounded and Satan has come in with his poison amen and he's and he's dampering the praise and he's dampering the amen the worship and he's dampering your faith oh come on church amen there's only one way amen that this church will remain a beacon in the night is for you to remain free there's only one way amen and that is the blood must forever be our banner the blood must forever be the token it must be forever our solace can you say amen broken spirits wounded spirits a wounded spirit Will keep faith out of your heart. A broken spirit. Will keep you. From rising. To what God has called you to. The blood. Is to wash you. Body. Soul. And spirit. Amen. Revelations 1 and 5. Amen. It says in Jesus. Christ who is the faithful witness the first begotten of the dead the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us somebody say unto him that loved us and washed us by his own blood he loved us he washed us for what purpose and hath made us and hath made us Oh, hath made us kings and priests, kings and priests, kings 
and priest unto our God. Amen. I'm talking about a blood. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. When he was also Paul was leaving. Amen. And he, he called the elders of the church together there in Acts 20 and 28. And he says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. There's something about you that God loves. He purchased you by his blood. Romans 5 and 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Ephesians 2 and 13. Now in Christ Jesus. Well, somebody punch your neighbor and say this is going to get good. Ye who sometimes were afar off. Are now amen made to draw nigh by the blood. It's no wonder the blood shall forever be our banner. There's not a man that can save you. There's not a, there's not a, amen. Our pastor cannot save you. The assistant pastor cannot save you. William Branham cannot save you. Wendell Martin cannot save you. There's only one cleansing agent, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. It shall forever, amen, be God's cleansing. Can you say amen? I say here this morning, amen, it's not in your learning. It's not in your experience. It's not in what you were. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood shall forever have its power. Come on. Yes, sir. Can you say amen? It is whole families that make powerful churches. For Families are made up of individuals. Hallelujah. Amen. We have Brother Timothy. And he's, the, he's got a family. But that one family is made up of individuals. Can you say amen? In the church, it's made up of families. And God has provided a way for the church to be a shining beacon. His blood, not your goodness, not your ability, not your songs, not your preaching, not your clothes. His blood has made you kings and priests before God. your prestige you say this is elementary is it the blood is pretty deep for some folks well praise the Lord you see many a times we center and I just want you to understand what in the in what I'm saying we Talk about the soul and the rebirth. And many a times we 
become afflicted and we have to have our we have to have healing and God heals our cancer and he heals diseases but sometimes we get wounded in our spirit man well, I praise the Lord but God's interested in the spirit of man as well there in first Corinthians or first Thessalonians 5 and 23 the very God of peace sanctify you holy I pray God your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and then he says faithful somebody say faithful faithful is he that calleth you and who also will do it you see you can be sitting here this morning and scars of your past are keeping you from claiming the promises of God well, praise the Lord Man, I know of adults who were molested abused when they were children and those and those adults are now raising families and because of a spirit that had been bruised and never healed it affects the way that they treat their spouses it affects the way that they hear the word it affects the way they accept the message and it's been because of a spirit if you've got a wounded spirit amen the word must come through your spirit man going down into your soul oh come on now amen but we've got enough blood for the soul and if we've got enough blood for our body then surely we've got some blood for a wounded spirit amen we've got some blood amen for that dreary and that weary and that brokenness God loves the broken God heals the broken God touches the broken take a man you take a woman that is verbally abused by her husband and you watch that woman in church because somebody has wounded her spirit she can't lift her hands in confidence because there has been a man a man that has, that has been manipulating her mind. And yet she can be a genuine believer. Come on. I've seen it. Where the enemy so torments that woman or that man. Until they leave a defeated life. You know why? Because they have not applied the blood to that spirit man. Oh, come on now. They have hidden that thing behind a smile, behind a suit, behind a dress. They have hidden that thing behind their song. And that devil will step right there. 
and will keep that man and woman bound while living in the sunlight of God's word. Proverbs 18 and 14 says the spirit of the man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. Proverbs 15 and 13 says a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. Proverbs 17 and 22 A merry heart doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Are y'all hearing me here today? Sometimes we wonder what's going on. I come to church. Amen. The presence of the Lord, as Brother Timothy, listen, how many knows the presence of the Lord was here this morning? That ain't a bunch of makeup. That's God's divine presence. I don't care what they say. Brother Branham himself says if your religion doesn't have any feeling to it, it's dead. But we can come and sit under the presence of the Lord and walk outside these doors. Because that spirit is hurt. That spirit is aching. That spirit is sitting there needing some reaffirmation. And I want to tell you, Tim Pruitt can't give you that reaffirmation. Amen. Our assistant pastor cannot give you that affirmation. Joe, brother Joe, cannot give you that affirmation. Only Jesus Christ and he shed his blood for you. How many go through life looking for someone to love them? To accept them for who they are. The blood of Jesus is screaming out. I love you. That's what Calvary says. I love you. No matter what I say. No matter what you say. It matters what he. Won't you accept. We look at our peers. You young people. There's always one or two who feels they're the least among the girls or among the boys. It's always going to be there. And the reason why the one guy is always up front. It could be that God has placed that call Upon that boy. That call upon that girl. She's a leader at heart. You're still learning. He's a leader at heart. And maybe you're not the leader. Well, praise the Lord. Well, this is going south quick. Hallelujah. Maybe you're not the leader. Who's the least among y'all over here? Hallelujah. Are you the least? You're not. Are you the least? I'm looking for someone who's the least. These guys have got egos up here. Come on. You're going to be the least. 
This poor, do you sing? Ha no. ha! <laughs> do you play music? No. Wow. Which one of these guys play music and, and sing? Did any of these guys sing and play or anything? Daniel. Hallelujah. Let's go up here to Brother Daniel. This guy can't help it. If he's got a call on his life and God's given him ability to play, God gave that call or that gift, that talent. But that doesn't mean this guy's any lease. It takes us all in the kingdom. But if you're not careful, Satan will come in and wound your spirit. And you'll think, I'm, I don't have anything here to offer. God must not love me. I, 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 I can't play. I can't sing. I I mean, you can say you're good looking. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you single? <laughs> Just saying. Hallelujah. <laughs> and there's, and, 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 but, but Satan can come in with complexes and start eating at you. And it will take you out of your position in the body of Christ. And that part of the body will always be missing because you are trying to be this guy. And you will never be able to take this guy. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. You can't do it. And Satan will will convince that boy that he is not called, that he is not loved, that he has no place. But I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ has made you who you are. Stay in your position. Stand in the faith and let God reflect his glory in you. placed in you would be denying God and you must stand true to God you must be faithful to the call brother Joe just because you're not the pastor does not mean that God's not called you to preach and I gotta tell you I've never heard you teach like this guy And I don't want to hear you preach like that guy. Because God has called you. Well, come on. Wounded. I know God touched me. 
I know I've had a new birth. I know God has healed my body many a times. But many a times you're sitting in a pew. You're raising your family with a wounded spirit. You're coming to church with a wounded spirit. Everything you hear is through the filter of that wounded spirit. Everything you see is through the filter. You no longer have compassion because it's going through the wounded spirit. You're no longer led by the Holy Ghost because it's filtering through a wounded spirit. But I want to tell you here this morning, there's some detergents to wash this spirit man. There's some spirits that can stand up and resist. Some of you are built. The devil throws his darts and he's just ding, ding. Others of you, a little word can stay lodged in your heart for a long time. And that person who spoke the word didn't mean to hurt you at all. But because of your nature, there's nothing wrong with your nature. God gave you that nature. God made you soft. God made you to soak up his presence. But the devil will come in and make you soak up poison. He'll make you soak up unbelief. Come on, church. I'm already halfway. I'm in the middle of this message. I might as well go ahead and preach. And you know what happens? You affect those around you with your poison. You see, some can resist. And myself, I've always admired men and women that there's just nothing that can detour them. They know what they're going to do. God's done met them on the backside of the, uh, of the desert. They have their experience. And you know what? You can come or you don't have to come. God's called me. It'd be nice if we had a little bit more of that kind of attitude with the devil. Even with that soft spirit. God's given you women soft spirits. Amen. He's not called you to stand up and lead and dictate. He's called you, amen, to be lovely and to refresh your husbands. He's called you to, amen, to refresh him and be a, a help that is meet for him and to give him courage and give him strength. And, but because you've been wounded somewhere down the road and maybe a feminist spirit. Well, praise someone start shouting with me or I'm going to have to go home. Or a feminist spirit has tried to come in. Man, and has afflicted your heart and your soul. Man, you're standing there and you're being grudgingly with your husband. You won't let him lead you. You won't let him guide the family. You poison your children. You shout with me a while ago. You poison your children. And the man all he has ever wanted to do was to leave you, lead you into the kingdom of God. All he's ever wanted to do 
Maybe he ain't got the looks. Maybe he ain't got the money. Maybe he ain't got a lot of what other people have. But because you're so twisted in your mind and you're so twisted in your spirit, man, the word cannot have its effect upon your life. But I want to say today, amen, the Bible has called you not to be grudgeful. God's not called you to be a feminist. God's called you to be a bride who is submissive unto God's word. Well, shout with me somebody. For you know what that man, because he has been browbeat and browbeat. His spirit gets wounded. He's not holding his head up high when he comes among the guys anymore. Because God, all the guys know that he is married to you know who. Where the scripture says. Where the scripture says. Amen. That he is known at the gates. Well, can you say Amen. Becomes broken. Becomes. I know y'all ain't got that problem here. So I'm just preaching. Hallelujah. Someone smile at me. When a man is maimed in his spirit. It affects his family. His children. His wife. His leadership. His call. Wounded in eyes. Wounded in mind. Amen. Becomes crippled. So bitter and ate up. Maybe somebody's here has been ate up for something that happened five years ago. I want to tell you, there is nothing. There is nothing in this world that you should ever Allow the enemy. There should be nothing in your way from the blood of Jesus Christ to give you and position you where you belong in this age. The word has been given. You've got to come and put it all under the blood. A wounded spirit, mentally, is tired, weary, sick, can't think clearly and straight, fuzzy-headed, becoming full of hate and jealousy. Love is no longer flowing because a son of God is out of commission. A daughter of God is out of commission. Well, come on now. Brother Branham even tells about a A girl's spirit who was overcome by complexes. And he says, now see, uh, he says, someone's coming in a little bit, a little uh, while for us to go to Louisville. I want you to remember the prayer too of the fine young lady. She isn't but about 18 years old. She's a twin, a Christian girl in school. The other girls would talk about her, you know, two girls they tell them how they uh, what part of life they were missing 
how, how they went through the rest of the girl. And, 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 and he starts talking about how the girls, you know, would tell her, why, why don't you, you know, smoke like we do? And you think you're better than we are. And why don't you go to the dances? And he said, they didn't go to the dances. And, and neither did they smoke or drink. The healthier girl, Brother Branham says, the healthier girl just says, hmm, and let, let, let them jump in a river. I'm the one serving Christ. They don't want to let them go ahead. But the other one, she began to think, oh, maybe I, I could do something. She built a complex, got nervous, and she went insane. Brother Brandon went on to tell the story. Amen. In another place, he says, this other one had a complex, and she felt real bad about it and just kept going away and drifting further back and just worrying about it. And finally, she got to a mental breakdown. She's in an insane award. Uh, insane ward and her mother and father coming just a little bit from Crandall, Indiana to go over to the institution. They're going to try to send her to Madison tomorrow. There's no physical break in the girl. There's nothing physically. She's perfectly healthy. But it's hard to explain. You really can't. What it is is her spirit has wandered. Can you say man? I want to tell you. If you're born of the Holy Ghost. You can bring that spirit man under your control. But only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Are y'all hearing me? The scripture says there in Hebrews 12 and 12. Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down. And the feeble knees. And make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. Now. I'm I'm fixing to change my thought for a moment. The generational curses. The brokenness transmitted from generation to generation. The. Hurt by somebody and now you're hurting somebody else and you will pass that bitter spirit down to your children. Can you say amen? I, I tell you what, brother, brother Tim, I, I've known of poisoned leaders. I know what it is. I, I've, I've, I've seen it. Poisoned leaders. Where they're so poisoned. till they begin to think that they're the only one right. I had one tell me. Amen. That it's hard living this message alone. I'm the only one left. And it would have been all right if he was Elijah. But he wasn't. And his heart was so full of junk. And I could take him to Malachi 4. I could take him to this. And I said, well, if the scripture says this, you just don't understand. A wounded heart become poisoned. Are you hearing me? And that poisoned heart does nothing but kills. It becomes, well, praise the Lord. Amen. But I want to say, I've already told you this morning. There's still blood on the altar. I appreciate Brother Tim. Wanting the spirit of the Lord in our in, in this message. Amen. To where there's still real convicting power. That when you have church. There's still conviction. Yeah. 
there's still a place for God to come and move in your heart. Where there's still blood for the healing of body and of spirit. Where the power of God from the supernatural heavens can come and be made visible right here in a local building. In a place that is set aside where we can all come with the blood of Jesus. Oh, can you say amen? Amen. Now, amen, you, you can't, there's many that can't find that courage. Maybe there's some of you here that is this morning, maybe you're partly convicted and partly condemned. Maybe the enemy is telling you, you've sure made a fool of yourself. I just want to tell you, you're a fool to begin with. I was a fool to begin with. There's nothing good in humanity. We've got to come back to God's provided way. And God's provided way is still to that, uh, that, that rugged cross. Still coming back, taking God's word and say, I want to be washed. Brother Branham says, he's talking about Mr. Cadle and he says he stands out. Something he used to say, we come to make this place a better, this this a better place to live and amen harder to do wrong and easier to do right he said how i appreciated the ministry of brother cadle i have a book at home uh, entitled when i come back and i i believe the name of it is how i come back and how in the basement here he's seen the picture of his mother laying there and when he's just about lost this tabernacle and how the courage raised up in him to come back i got respect for I've got a lot of respects for a man that when he makes a mistake, he's got the courage enough to rise and try again. We're all going to make mistakes. The best, the best makes mistakes, but a soldier is not one who's going to lay down when he's knocked down. And will raise up again. We used to sing the song, let me rise and try again. And I like that for I have made many mistakes in my life as we all have. But I've always been thankful to God for grace to let me rise and try again. I believe the song entitled, Forgive me, Lord, and try me one more time. I'll be yours if you'll be mine. If I fall or if I sin, let me rise and try again. Take me back and try me one more time. Psalms 147 and 3, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up the wounds. Leviticus 26 and 13, it says, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondman. I have broken the bands of your yoke. Is somebody listening to me here today? And I have made you to go upright. You are bound under the taskmasters, but I've not only just broken your yoke, but I've restored you to where you can stand in confidence in the presence of the Lord Jesus again. Oh, come on, church. Hey man, you, 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 you saying, I, I just can't. I want to tell you, there's still forgiveness at Calvary. 
the spirit of God will still forgives. Amen. It'll forgive you and it'll forgive your spouse. Oh, come on, church. Amen. An unforgiving spirit only poisons the unforgiving heart. Amen. If I'm mad at Brother Tim, amen, and I'm going to make sure, amen, that he dies. Hallelujah. And I go up to Brother Tim, amen, and I've got the poison. And I'm mad at Brother Tim, and I'm looking at him with my gnarly eyes. You're going to die. What's wrong with the story? Who's drinking the poison? Who's drinking the poison? I'm the one that's going to die. He's not dying from me drinking the poison. I'm drinking the... Oh, somebody needs to get rid of your poison. Somebody needs to start getting back to God. And forgive your neighbor. Forgive your husband. Forgive your wife. It's time to pass toward the mark. You have got the problem. You say, preacher, that's the thing with you know-it-all preachers. You weren't there the other day when this fella done this to me. I was there. It was my ears and it was his temper. And I tell you what. I don't like him. I don't want to see him. And the next time I talk to God, I'm sure I'm going to have him excommunicated from heaven. This man has already come back when he found that he was wrong. Because he's a Christian that has the Holy Ghost. And he's already come back to you. And he said, man, I'm sorry. We had a case in our church. And... Uh, a woman done another woman very, 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 very wrong. And the other woman repented very, very, very quickly. But the other woman kept the grudge. Now she wasn't telling everyone else that the woman repented. Well, praise the Lord. And then she wonders why her heart is so ate up with bitterness and why she's where she's at right now. I said, it's right back where the wound hit the spirit and you refuse to take the remedy of God. You refuse to take the blood and wash your wounded heart. And now you're ate up with cancer. It would have been better for you to do surgery with God's word. I'm preaching more like a pastor now. Hallelujah. It would have been better for you to take God's word. 
and cut out the little hallelujah are you hearing me but now you're ate up and now you're saying no one loves me well of course they don't no one wants to be around you you're as hateful as hateful can be you never smile you've told them the same old story 50,000 times they don't want their spirits Am I preaching this morning? Am I doing a good job? Thank you. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's blood that even when you've been done wrong, oh, you young girls right here, you're all tender. Amen. And amen, you're innocent. But I'm going to tell you, there's a devil out there that's going to try to wound your spirit. Amen. And I love this bubbly girl right here. She's all bubbly. Amen. And I love seeing the presence of the Lord come down upon her. Amen. But I'm also going to tell you, that spirit is susceptible of being wounded by the devil. Amen. And if you don't line that spirit up with God's word and you don't take that blood of Jesus, amen, he He'll make you a bitter little girl. Take your joy away from you. Take your shout away from you. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, we're going to live this word. We're going to live this message. We're going to live in victory. We're going to live in praise. We're going to live in power. These spirits... We're created to be delicate. The soul is to rule. The spirit is to surrender. God made you that way. I say we're victorious. Can you say that? That's why the scripture says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. That's right. Why? Because God's given you blood. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you still got blood. <laughs> Maybe some of you are scarred and you know your neighbor is scarred. Maybe you need to tell him there's still blood. There's still blood. Oh, can you say amen? The scar, the scar, there's where the masterpiece comes. It's in your scar. There's where true love comes. It's in the scar. And this is where I'm turning my, 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 my focus for the next 10 minutes. Your scar is where the masterpiece comes. It was the scar in Adam's side that produced a bride. Oh, can you say, man? God put a scar. Not the devil. God put a scar in his side. But out of the scar come a masterpiece. God put a scar in the hands and the side. Of Jesus Christ. Not man. 
not the Romans. God put a scar in the side of Jesus. And out of the scar, out of the scar, you say, I'm too scarred. I can't forgive. They hurt me. I've got the scars to prove it. Out of the scar of Jesus came redemption. Out. Now, it's easy for us to talk about blood in a non-gruesome way. It's easy for us to say, yeah, an altar and be washed with the blood. It's not an imaginational theme. Calvary, on Calvary's hill, stood a Savior whose spirit had been so wounded that he said, why hast thou forsaken me? Why? Why? Blood was coming down his brow. He was hurting beyond imagined blood coming from his side from cruel soldiers. But it was because of you. He came after you. He came after you in your stupidity. It was God. Adam. Adam. It was God. Looking down through time and seeing Wendell. A reprobate. Swallowed up. It was God that seen each of you in Laodicea. It was God that says, I've got to redeem them. I'm not in the wrong. They're in the wrong. I didn't do it. They did it, but they can't do it themselves. I'm going to have to take on a body. And I'm going to be scarred like he's scarred and like he's scarred and like he's scarred and like he's scarred. I'm going to be scarred beyond recognition, but with my blood, I will pay the ransom price for my sons and daughters. Luke. You and that pretty little girl right there are going to scar each other occasionally, but keep blood. We're human. We're going to fail. We're going to hurt each other. But as long as I go after and I redeem when they fight me, I love them. Are you hearing me? Forgiveness. It was Peter who had just left Christ and he had forsook him, denied him, ran away, he was out fishing. 
Jesus is now resurrected. And the resurrection, in the resurrection, Jesus was living in a resurrected, scarred body. He comes up, he comes up and he says, Peter, what, 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 what are you doing out there? Peter looks at him and says, is that the Lord? Hey, Peter, why, why are you naked, Peter? What, 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 what are you doing? He says, get away from me. I'm a sinner. Stay away. Jesus says, my scars. Peter, Peter, do you love me? I, I, listen, Lord, I don't even want to talk about love. I, I, don't, I don't even want to. Lord, I, Peter, look at my scars. Peter, you're a scarred man in your spirit. You're beating yourself up. You're beating yourself up. But these scars paid the price. Thomas says, I don't know if I know. I just don't know if you're the one. Peter, he didn't say, well, didn't you just see the way I broke the bread? Jesus didn't say, well, Thomas, I mean, I'll perform a miracle. What did Jesus say? Feel the scar on my side, Peter, or uh, Thomas. Feel your scar. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, church of the living God. Amen. If you want to know if God still loves you here today, I want to tell you he is still with scars. Hallelujah. I'm fixing to bring her in. This is the day of restoration. This is the day. This is the day. Where the perfect love of the perfect lamb has given us a perfect word. This is the day of restoration. This is the day when you're to build up the waste places. And repair the desolations of many generations. This is the day to where the Holy Spirit is here. Saying I'm bringing back a body here on the earth. I, I don't want to wear you out. But I, want, I, I felt that this is important. That I drive my message home. When he come and took the book. When he come and took the book. perfect God it was a bloody bleeding lamb that come and took the book he's already redeemed you now he's handing you the golden scepter now he's handing you his word Redeemer, and you're gonna be a redeemer. I have paid the price, handed you the book. Now you can rise up, just as they did in the book of Acts, and you can raise the dead, you can heal the lepers, you can mend broken hearts. 
because of the blood that is still in his word. Aren't you hearing me? You've been restored back. Oh, come on now. Amen. We, 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 we fulfilled uh, Psalms 137 and 3 long enough. Where it says, and they that carried us away captive required of us a song. Making fun of us. And they that wasted us required us mirth. Saying, sing one of those songs of Zion. And how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Are you hearing me? Oh, are you hearing me? But what did the Bible say about this generation? This generation. It's got a new song. Now, where's the praise? Where's the praise at home? Where's the praise when we're... Looking at our scripture. How long has it been? How long has it been? Since you've been so in love with Jesus. How long has it been? What a better service. For 50 years than right now. And say Lord. We're going to dedicate. This is a milestone for us. I don't want to become just a hard back, hard hearted. I want your blood to keep me tender. I want your presence like it's never been before. I want the glory of the Lord. I want to be a better example to the young people than I've ever been. I, I, I want to put my shoulder to the wheel like I've never put my shoulder to the wheel. I, I don't want to be one of those critics sitting in the building. Critiquing everything that's going on. God, let me be one of those blood washed, redeemed. Make my heart to rejoice like that one sitting next to me. Make my heart full of love like your own divine love. Make me, Hebrews 13 and 15, by him therefore let us offer. The sacrifice of praise to God continue. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to God. But to do good and to communicate forget none. Psalms 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because Colossians 1 and 20. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. To reconcile all things unto himself. Somebody say all things. I know the world is. There's a new earth coming. I know there's a. But right now. I've got some things that's not all. I, I want body, soul, and spirit. All things. Come on now. I, I, I don't want to hold nothing back. I don't want no wants. I don't want no unforgiving spirit in my heart. How many wants to throw your hand up and say, God, take away the unforgiving spirit. Help me. Use me. Jesus says, peace. I leave you. My peace I give unto you, the world. Not as the world gives you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. As the musicians would come, 
Did you know? That when we get to heaven, Jesus is still going to have scars. Or in the, in, in, in the millennium. He says, when we see him sitting on the throne of David, he will still have the scars on his hands to show that he's the redeemer. His scars for mine. We used to sing a song years ago. The choir used to sing it. His life for mine. You came from scars. I took too long on the first part. So now here I am. Just going to have to just throw it at you. His scars. Those scars that you look at. Those scars. Scars are not wrong. Scars is part of humanity. Scars are going to happen. But you allowing wounded is going to happen. But you refusing to allow blood to heal that wounded spirit. There's where the problem is. Don't wait till your neighbor's a better man. Don't wait till sister comes and makes it right. You put your life on the line right now and say, I refuse to allow poison in my heart. Can you say amen? How many wants that today? I want his Holy Spirit. Is there someone that would say, Brother Wendell, you've been talking to me this morning. Maybe you're just a kid. I don't know. Maybe you've come from a broken family. Maybe you've got an abusive mama. Daddy. Maybe they've said you're stupid. Maybe they've belittled you. Maybe it's a friend. And for some reason, no matter how much you pray, No matter how much you come to church, there's something that has happened in your spirit and it hurts. Why don't you give it to the Lord today? Say, Lord, I want you to heal my heart. Maybe it's an elder. Maybe you're 80 years old. Maybe you're 50 years old. Maybe That something is, is turned into cancer in your spirit. And you want to be, you want to be the, the godly woman or the godly man. And maybe you're crying. Maybe you're smiling in church this morning. Maybe you've been a manning. But deep down inside, you've got that aching and you're laying on that pillow at night. And the tear trickles down. It's just you and God. Your spouse is asleep. 
just want to tell you. The same God that healed you, young lady. It could cause that hair to grow back. Is the same God that can mend hearts. The same God. Say, Lord, here I am. Mend me. Make me. Mold me. Father. This is a strange message. But the paradox is the master created me. I came from a scarred wound. Not that the scar is the masterpiece, but it takes scars to create masterpieces. All of us elders can look back and we can say, Lord, I, it was that situation there that I can see where you were molding and making. I know if I were to ask our pastor how things have went over 50 years, I'm sure he would say, oh, there was a lot of, a lot of scars. And I had to go to the blood and I had to get my healing. But he's persevered with the call that God's given him. Lord, I'm asking that you would do it right now through every hand, every heart, elders and young ones, men. Men, the wounded spirits. They are God's property. You have no authority. That soul came from God. That soul is God's. And Satan, you throw these darts and you try your hardest. The Lord, I'm asking that you would allow each one to find their way to Calvary this morning. May they just reach up their hand and take that blood and cleanse, cleanse them, Lord. Better yet, take your nail-scarred hands and wash them, Lord. Now, Father, I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus, Satan. You are finished. The work has been done at Calvary. We thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you for victory. Thank you for that one or two or whoever it is, Lord, that this message was sent for. But I think we're all wanting to come to Calvary this morning. We're all wanting to be washed afresh again. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Touching, touching Jesus, touching Jesus.
Spirit is here that same Holy Spirit that has birthed you into this body this great majestic body of Jesus Christ if you could only imagine if you can only see the eternal bliss if you can only see the rewards I told Brother Pritt last night as we went home, I said to watch the little banquet where Pastor is looking back and just a, a vision that God had given him. He, he'd never seen this. He just had a call and to minister. He didn't exalt himself. Brother Brandon says, what, what, what makes a man a man? He says, what, what, what makes this preacher, any preacher successful? He says, it's, it's God that gives the gift. And the, the gift finds its room in the body of Christ. It's just, it's just the way it is. As he's looking back for 50 years, wow, wow. And you start going down memory lane of those who were still with you. Way back there are those who started with you and those who had helped you. Maybe many of them's already gone on to glory. They started handing out little, little gifts. Little tokens of their appreciation to you. And I could see all of those proud people, those white-haired elders coming up and accepting your token, having their picture taken. Because it wasn't just Brother Tim. It was, he had a vision. He had a word. But it was you that was willing to put your shoulder to the wheel and here we are. I told Brother Tim, there's going to be another one. And every scarred, I, I, I couldn't help but think, as I watched you elders, that the honorary, where's, where is, is, is the honorary brother here, the one that was the honorary deacon? Yes. And as I seen you get up, your wife was 
I'm sure you wasn't going to fall back down. Hallelujah. I seen you get up. And I said, if I could only knew all of the troubles and all of the scars, all of the things that you've endured and you had to do for the way of Christ. And I thought, your heart's bound to have gotten hurt from time to time. But you stood and you kept on applying blood. And I, I, I seen his spirit. His spirit is just, your spirit is just so sweet. And, and I thought an elder with all of those scars. You can't be an elder without scars. I said, you what? I watched you as you stood there tall. As you accepted that little gift. And I thought, what will it be on that day? When all of us scarred veterans go home. When we stand on that day. And he calls your name up there, brother. all of your names I don't know your names or I'd go all down through the audience here what an honor the warfare won't be nothing then the trials won't be nothing then all of the struggles in life will all be vanished now we're going home to a banquet that is incredible where the king of king comes. Brother Bradham says, oh, I can just be standing there as they call Brother Neville. And as he's coming back from the back and all of the brothers are all patting him on the back. Yes. Patting him on the back as he's going up. It's not going to be pastor. It's going to be the great eternal shepherd. I can't help but believe that he still might have a few scars. Amen. What what am I saying? You have followed the captain of your salvation. He's going to reward you. He's going to reward you. It's coming. But right now you're in a battle. Right now you're in a warfare. Guard that heart. Guard that heart. Can you say amen? I've tried to leave a few times, but I just keep on talking. Hallelujah. You're a good audience to preach to. I wonder if we could sing song just sort of changing the gears again. Father, I see that you stand drawing a line in the sand. Want to be standing by our side? Let your kingdom come. Let it
Trials come, you so 
when I come into his presence, I humble myself. I lift up both my hands and I begin to worship
glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. I know it was the hand of the Lord. Oh, I was wounded, but somebody touched me. 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 Somebody tou
it's working But somebody touched me I know it was a hand of the Lord Oh, and now I am free Cause somebody touched me I am free Cause somebody touched me I am free Cause somebody touched me I know it was a hand of the Lord Oh, and now I am filled Cause somebody touched me I am filled Cause the Holy Ghost, it got me Oh, I am filled Cause my God touched me God. 
Ain't you glad for that touch from God? Amen. What a touch that he does. Heals the wounded, broken spirit. Saves us by his grace. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done today. And amen. Speaking to hearts and lives. And my, he's, he's wonderful. Amen. As he would be seen coming um, through the, by the prophet, he would say, he's wonderful. Why, well, he's the counselor. He's a mighty God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. Amen. And of his government, there will be no end. And even now, his government is on his shoulder. Amen. Because it's upon his bride, the people of God here in this last day. Amen. Well, as I promised, we're going to do a little baby dedication here before we're closed today. We have little Bailey um, Annalise Bolton. Bolton that's going to be dedicated today so if the parents would bring the little baby down and you know I'm just glad to see different ones today just dedicating their hearts to God amen that's where that's where it really starts that's what makes good families that's what makes children turn out to be the kind is that so that your children can be mighty in the land as the Bible said let's sing that little song bring them in Bring them in, bring the little ones to Jesus. Bring them in, bring them in, bring the little ones to Jesus. Amen. What a gift from God you've been given. Isn't this wonderful what the Lord has done and given this, entrusted you with a little little girl now we had a little boy we dedicated some time ago and you know uh, and uh, now we got a little girl and you know what we want to do with children is to raise them in the admonition of the Lord they they need training because uh, you know if you don't teach them between right and wrong well the devil will take them wrong every time amen but it's godly parents that raises up and it begins with them dedicating their hearts to God and from there, you know, raising a family and nurturing them in the things of God. So anyway, my, we are thankful for this little gift of life. Let's talk to the Lord. Father, we bring little Bailey to you today. Father, um, a man and his wife comes down to this altar to bring their little one. And they want to give it to you, Lord. They want to surrender, oh God, its welfare and its keeping into your hand. They realize they need somebody bigger than themselves to watch over this child and to bless it. And today, I bless it in your name, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that the blessing will just grow, oh God, from this prayer, it will spread out in the dedication of this baby to where... Lord, the, the lives of the mom and dad and the grandparents and the great-grandparents will all be dedicated to you, Lord, so they can nurture this child in the way that it should go. I bless it in your name. I ask, Lord, that health would be hers, Lord, strength from the Almighty and grace upon her life all the days of her life. And if she would live, Lord, long enough, if time would go on long enough, that she would come to the age where she could give her life to you. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. Hallelujah. How many has been changed? Amen. The words change, it's touched you, it's ministered to you. God bless you today.